Welcome to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. Hey, that's me. Hi, and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. Do you want to have an adventure of your lifetime? Do you want to learn about some things that you might have not have considered before? Um, we've got a young lady, and you can see her right there. That's, this is Erica John, and she is an author. She is a coach, and she talks a great deal about living your passion and also meditation and how to get to where you really are in a good place mentally to act upon the things in your life that you would really like to access and so with that i'm going to introduce her have i have i misstated that in any way young lady no you're spot on and it is it is so cool to have you here i've been looking forward to this all week uh, because you are a, a dynamic speaker you are a really talented coach and you're an author and let's, which would you like to talk about first? There's so much. <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to, to, let's see, let's start out with the author. That is, that is my newest uh, endeavor and one that I'm most proud of right now. Well, then that is exactly where we should go. <laughs> because if you're really proud of what you are doing as well, you should be. And because all of your books are designed to help people uh, live their best lives. And uh, how did you get started writing? You know, I, I think that the I think that this book has been forming inside of me uh, for 20, 30 years now. I'm only 25, so I don't know how it could be 35 years, but that is the case. And I think it's been based on life experiences and I feel like I, once I was um, a part of Toastmasters and I wrote a speech called, I'm a junkie with superpowers. And the junkie was for motivational, inspirational, spiritual, religious, like I just couldn't get enough. I wanted to know what is gonna help me to live my best life. And the superpower is than taking that and helping other people. And I really truly believe that I have a gift uh, of coaching, of helping and connecting with people. And, uh, and so the superpower is taking that knowledge and then helping other people to live their best life. So just through the years of my learning and growing and sharing, I believe the book was birth. Well, you are a very educated woman. You've done, uh, you've been in school for a long, long, long time. But uh, I think that at one point in time, correct me if I'm wrong, but at one point in time, did you say, why am I really here? And what am I supposed to be doing? And how can I really help humanity the best way that I can and to live my best life and to follow my heart and follow my passion? Was there a moment for you like that? There was, and 
And it's so funny that you asked that question and I zoom right into the moment where I asked, who am I? Why am I here? How is it that some people are mega successful and others aren't? And I believe it started this journey um, for me. And my mom, uh, when I was little, would always be listening to motivational uh, things in the car. And I hated it, you know, and I would cringe and act like I wasn't listening. And at some point I did start listening. And I think that that's where I really um, got hooked. And, and I remember them saying, you are destined for greatness. You have greatness within you. And even though I'm in the car, I'm looking around like, me? <laughs> are you sure? How do you know? Uh, because on some level, I, I didn't have the belief in myself. I didn't have the confidence. And, and so it's just been a journey of growth and learning for me. Do you find, at least I, I found, that the, all my experience that I've had in life, mm -hmm. they lead me to, once you open up your mind and open up your heart and you say, okay, guys, like your guides or God or this universe or whatever, whatever label you want to put on it. Yes. When you say, okay, why am I really here? And what am I really here to do? Because I was, I was really fortunate that, you know, I had a management career and all of that, but there was a point in time when it was like, you know, it just isn't enough. Why am I really here? Why was I put on this planet? Yes. And, and when you open up yourself to that, wonderful things begin to happen in your life. Yes, but not always. <laughs> <laughs> that always feel good immediately. And I didn't say it was linear, but it is. It is. <laughs> it, there is moments that, and and you can, and I believe that that your experiences are brought to you. Uh, with the intention of getting you to where you want to go, even if some of the experiences as in like a divorce or some other uh, things that may happen in your life may not at the time oh, appear to be good. Yes. So when I decided that I I wanted to be a life coach, and, and so understand my career has been in in human resources, and, and I still work uh, in human resources to this day, specializing in employee relations. And so I would do a lot of coaching and counseling. And so when I went to get my very first coaching certification, it was through JFK uh, University and the Ford Institute. They combined uh, forces. And I probably finished that program in 2017. And then in 2018, and I'm I'm like loving life. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm taking those skills and I'm using them in my in my day job uh, to help employees. And and maybe we can talk about that later. Um, and then in 2018, I I crashed and burned, uh, and and so did the economy. So like you know, if you remember 2018, it it was just not good. And so it just goes to that point that that you were talking about when you get clear that this is it. It was almost like a lot of things had to clear out. Um, and, and so what I mean by that is I feel like uh, I went through, I now call it an identity uh, crisis. Uh, I was always 
goal oriented, you know, and I'm from the South, I'm from Mississippi. So I was raised, you know, you had to do certain things and in a certain order, like graduate high school, go to college, get a bachelor's degree, get a master's degree, get the uh, six figure job, get a house, get married. And it's check, 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 check. You know, I did all of those things. And then I, I had a moment where I didn't have those things any, anymore. And I, I went through this, it, it's like everything just crumbled. I um, left my job um, and, and went into this major depression. And it's like, I couldn't get out of bed. You know, and the only thing that really got me out of the bed in the mornings was my son. So who am I, you know, Miss Goal Oriented? Who am I without my job? Who, who am I without my uh, paycheck? Who am I without my house? Because my family and I had to move in with my uh, my parents because uh, he had just purchased a business and it, it was an hour away. So we moved in with them. So who am I? And, and it's like all of that had to crumble who I thought I was so that I could build a solid foundation in and who I really am, right? And and what I'm really capable of. And so a lot of the, and this lasted for more than a year. And, and it was interesting. I talk a little bit about uh, this in the book, The Secret to Getting Unstuck. Um, I was accustomed to having the keys to the building, you know, people coming to me for advice, working with the executives. And here I was, couldn't pay anyone to hire me. And I, oh, I had to write my name. I was on a call center making 52 cents a call, <laughs> you know, just, just crazy. But a lot of the things that I talk about in this book are things that I put to work because I just thought, talk about being stuck. I got to get out of this. And so fast forward to today, I can tell you that it was absolutely the best thing that could have happened to me. It was not fun. It didn't seem like it was ever going to end. It, it, it was very harmful to my marriage, to my friendships. But today, it, it had to happen. And, and I'm so grateful for it. And I learned so much. I got to ask you, Erica. By the way, we're talking with Erica John. If you want to follow, follow along with us, go to erica-john.com. And she's got her book there, which is The Secret to Getting Unstuck, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Have you ever heard of the concept of 50,000-foot uh, view? No. I believe that we do not, as we go and as we negotiate through life, we do not have the benefit of the 50,000-foot view, meaning that we are in the forest and we can see one tree ahead of us and one tree behind us, and we keep walking. We, we keep going and uh, we get nudged occasionally to, to going the wrong way and then we get back on track, but we don't get to see everything um, in full in its entirety. Sure. That's for somebody else. <laughs> and, and so when that happens, um, you have people conspiring, I believe, uh, God's angel, wh whoever you want to call it. You want to call it. I have been, I, there, there are people conspiring for you to live your life, best life. Yeah. And they put, they help you go through the forest and negotiate through that. And sometimes it can be messy. Sometimes there's a little swamp in the way. There can be, and you're thinking, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Yeah. I didn't deserve this. Yeah. And, but then at the end of the day, when you 
come out the other side and you end and you end up being in the meadow with the lake and the river and the where you wanted to be and it's a beautiful place um it's because of taking that walk and mm. never quitting mm. and having the trust and faith in yourself yeah. that you can make it all work at the in the end mm. and by gum you've done that congratulations thank you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There were moments where I was like, what happened to my life? <laughs> like, how did I end up here? And who knew? And, and so now I can celebrate challenges when they show up, because I feel like when challenges show up, that is that is your opportunity to learn and grow through it. And so often we get so focused on the challenge itself instead of what is this birthing in me what is what is this helping me to grow and develop and and it's hard to have that perspective when you're in the midst of something like what i was going through and so thank goodness i i was able to lean on the content and the materials that have kept me going and continue to feed my mind um, and that's really what pulled me through that and my husband <laughs> Oh, I'm number number one, I'm glad you have a good man that you can depend on. Yes, I do. I do. And the other the other thing is I believe that this happens to everybody. In my case, mm -hmm. I call it my bad country music song period. <laughs> Reminds me of the blues. <laughs> exactly. You know, my dad died, my dog died, yes. my wife left, I lost my house. I could declare bankruptcy. I, you know, you go and through a three year period or so, it was very dark. I lost all my friends mm. uh, because they all went with the wife mm. and, and, and stuff. So it, it would became, it was a very difficult period, but at the end of the day, I now look on the other side of it and I, I realize why it all happened it and it all had to happen had to. for me to be sitting here talking to you today. Good day. So bravo to you. And, well, thank you. <laughs> I, I, one of these days I'll tell the whole story, but <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate the fact that we all, as human beings, we all go through these things. And there is some of us who, for, for to use your terminology, some of us just get stuck. Mm -hmm. We don't recognize that there's a way out. And we think that we're just stuck where we are and it's woe is me and we take the victim and it's like, I'm just going to be a victim here and I'm not, un I'm going to be unhappy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And without help, without a coach, without uh, a resource, uh, some people live the rest of their lives that way. Mm -hmm. And it's, in my opinion, that is the biggest tragedy of all. Yeah, that's, a, and, that's sad. And so that's why. The secret to getting unstuck is an important work. It's a, it can help people understand their, I don't even know this is a word, their stuckness. Is that a word? It absolutely is. <laughs> and, and then to, to, with, with the help of the book and with your help, be able to get through it because life is too short. You've only got a short time here and you want, you want to live every, every day as best that you can. Yeah. Um, so to tell us more about the book. Yes. So <laughs> I, when I say this title is the secret to getting unstuck, 
a guide to forming five habits that will transform your life and make you unrecognizable. And, and I thought, if I ever write another book, <laughs> I'm going to make the title a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to get it all in. So when you look at this cover, when you look at the title, you know what it's about. And I, I love the movie The Secret, you know, because it gives you so much information about your thinking and, and how that impacts your life. Um, and, and, and getting unstuck, I feel like everyone everyone i know we you have target audiences target um, um markets or what have you but i feel like everybody gets stuck and so this book is relevant to everyone and so if you can use these habits that i talk about in this book and and you make them a habit they will transform your life and so i thought well how it's important that we first understand the mechanics of habits and how they can keep us stuck right because a habit is something that you do that is unconscious you don't even think about it so if you're not even conscious that you're doing it then how can you ever stop yourself so i felt like it, it was important that we understand the mechanics of of habits, how to obliterate them, and how to create new ones. So the first few, the first chapter or two is talking about habits. And then once you once you can get rid of understand how to create new habits, then let's talk about those negative beliefs that we have. You know, and I, I heard someone say we will never act out of alignment with our beliefs. And so if you believe that you can't do something, you won't do it. Here, interesting, just this morning, I had a coaching client um, and, and we've had a few sessions. And today she said, you know, I, I just I just don't believe I can be consistent and in anything I do. And so here she is trying to start a business. And so we can talk strategy. We can talk ideas and things that you can do. But if you have a core belief that you won't be consistent, I don't care. We can have the best plan. We can have the best strategy, but you're going to you're going to go right back to that to that belief. And so I said, let's spend some time obliterating that belief. And by the way, how amazing would your life be without that belief? And she said, oh, my God, I would be organized. I could do this. I could do that. <laughs> so understanding um, how those beliefs keep us stuck. And here's the crazy part. Sometimes we don't even realize that we have these negative beliefs. We don't realize we're not conscious to what they are that's keeping us stuck. And I think that's why coaching, I think everybody needs a coach. Coaches yep. need coaches. Uh, I heard Oprah has like three or four coaches, right? Yes, she does. And so yes, does. if a billionaire has multiple coaches, uh, it's a no brainer to me, right? Um, but these beliefs are so ingrained that we don't even realize that they're negative beliefs or that they're keeping us stuck. And so with coaching and with the tools, this book and other material that I've created that will be coming out early March, which I'm excited to talk to you about as well, these things can help you um, to get to a better place and get past that thing that's holding you back. And so often people go, I don't know why I can't get it together. 
Well, I can help you with that and I can tell you why in these materials, this book, The Secret to Getting Unstuck can help with that. And sometimes learning why can be rather uncomfortable. Oh my God. Uh, so, by the way, we're talking with Erica John. We need to take a really quick break and uh, we're going to return with uh, her and uh, getting unstuck. And I got, we're talking about the secret. I got a quick story to tell you that yes. uh, the, about one of the guys in the secret when we come back from this message. So stay I right with us. Hear it. All right. And now we're in a theoretical break. I do this for Brushwood Media, so we don't have to take the entire time. I'm not going to run the commercials now, no. uh, but I insert the commercials later. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. And welcome back to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald here on the Brushwood Media Network. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And we have a great guest. Her name is Erica John, and she is an author she's a coach and she helps you get that super glue off your butt so that you can get going and get some stuff done and and live your best life we now we were talking about the secret yes i know i've interviewed his name is uh james earl or james uh, arthur ray i knew you were gonna say him i've met him before yes i, I and i've interviewed him a couple of times and his story is incredible i'm not sure that you know it but i'll tell it real briefly for the audience he was in the secret and he was considered one of the one of the premier guys within the secret because he had so much to say yeah. and he became a worldwide phenomenon yeah and he at one point he had 20 million dollars in the bank he was going to do all these retreats and all of the things that he was doing well Sadly, he had a retreat in Sedona, Arizona, mm -hmm. and the last day they had a sweat lodge, mm -hmm. and it was something that he'd done a lot, and uh, it was nothing bad had happened, and sadly, for whatever reason, and there's there's different thoughts on it, but, but three people died. Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah, and he was uh, convicted of manslaughter. Yes. which his uh, attorney said he'd never seen anything like that ever happen, but they wanted to make a point. Mm. And so they convicted him of manslaughter. He spent two years in jail. He lost all his money, $20 million, mm -hmm. and was in debt heavily. Mm -hmm. And he had no career. And he had nothing left. And he was able to bounce back from that. Mm -hmm. He is now um, happily married. They're working together. Then and he is he has a different view of himself and a different view of life, mm -hmm. um, but in talking with him, I was very proud of the uh, the the fact that he didn't give up uh, when he was in jail for eighteen months. Mm. You know, I I followed him. I've gone to a couple of his uh, live events. They were incredible. I have, uh, you know, I told you I was a junkie, so I have a lot of his material. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and getting to meet him was you know just a real honor um and, and when that happened to him i just thought what in the world and 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 my first thought was he's going to be able to spin this and come back stronger and wiser and i kid you not maybe about a month ago i just did a google search to see how he's doing cuz i just felt so vested in in his 
happiness, his success, and wanted to see him win. Yes. Thank you and, for answering that question for me. And yeah, and he's doing he's doing really quite well. And um, but but he is taking a different tact. He's he's learned as we all do from the experiences that we have in life. Mm -hmm. So now he's repackaging himself mm -hmm. into uh, being a, a much better version of who he was. Mm -hmm. So if you get a chance, to, if he comes by, get, you get a chance to uh, go talk to him. I think he would be worth it. But uh, And if um, you talk to him before I do, please tell him I said hello. <laughs> and I was, I, I was rooting for him. I, you know, I think most people are, most, most people are rooting for us, all of us to do the best that we can. Um, but like the, the lady, the coach that you were coaching this morning, mm -hmm. they have this innate belief that is, comes from somewhere, probably a mother or a father or somebody that they respected in years past or something that told them they can't, that mm -hmm. who, 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 who the hell do you think you are? Mm -hmm. You, you're not any more special than anybody else. Why? And, and it's important that you get unstuck from those things Absolutely. and it's, and you can help with it. And this book will help people understand how to get unstuck. How do you help people change the habits that are not serving them? Uh, through the coaching and, and through the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, this is going to be so good. Um, <laughs> So, like I said, the book talks about uh, habits and the mechanics of habits, and, and you can start to see clearly how they keep us stuck. And so I think if you can have an understanding of how habits work and then have an understanding of what it would require to let go of a habit or if nothing else, replace it. Right. Because you can't just get rid of a habit. You have to replace it with something. And if there's nothing to replace it with, you just go back to the old habit, right? Yeah. Um, and so here, so reading this book, I think it's fantastic. You know, the, the next thing after obliterating uh, negative beliefs is forgiveness. Um, because when we hold on to baggage, and so we have these negative thoughts, we have these habits that keep us stuck, and then we're holding on to baggage too. Um, and, and not letting it go because we refuse to forgive, then you can see how this becomes an even stronger habit and it really keeps you stuck. So I talk about some very powerful processes for, for forgiveness. And, and I just want to say this, my uncle Earl, if he gets to see this, he gave me some feedback. He's like, I love the book. And he's a successful businessman. And, and he said, I've been teaching from this book and, and sharing it. And, and I just love it. He says, but the one thing people have an issue with is forgiveness. And, and I said, I get it. I get it. But I think where we go off track with forgiveness is that we think we're doing it for the other person and, and we're letting them off the hook. But forgiveness really is for you to let the baggage go so that you can be free. And, and, you know, I equate that with like blockage in your, in your system, in your blood, in your, in your energy, you know, so holding on to this and, and letting it go is not for the other person. It's for you. And so I hope that that helps someone who hears that today. Um, so, but back to your question about how do we break these habits? How do we get out of it? So I wrote this book 
Uh, and then I thought, you know, you can read a book, you can read material, and then you put the book down and you forget about it. So I thought, what can I do to now you get the intellectual knowledge, but let's get some, some practice in. And so I, I wrote, um, I, I created a journal and, and the journal is called The Secret to Getting Unstuck Journal a guide to transformation through journaling. And and, and you can see, <laughs> wait, here we go. You can kind of see <laughs> back there. It's right um, back there. Yep. And then, and then I have the secret to getting unstuck meditation. So, and, and those are combined to go with each other. So you get the journal and then you get the meditation on Audible. And, and it walks you through all the steps that we talked about in the book, uh, identifying and obliterating the negative beliefs, forgiveness, visualization and gratif grat uh, gratification, which I created a word, it's called gratization, which is the combination of uh, gratitude and visualization. I love that. And thank you. And then getting a new idea, a plan, meditation. So all of these things, everything we talked about in the book, is now connected with a meditation and a journal that will walk you through what are these negative beliefs, walk you through obliterating them and walk you through a powerful forgiveness process. I, I am so excited about these, these new products. And then there's, there's one other uh, book, it's called The Secret to Getting Unstuck, Declarations of Truth. And it's affirmations that will transform your life and make you unrecognizable. And all of these things go well together. So when we talk about repetition, right, repeatedly uh, here, what is a negative belief? A negative belief is just a thought that you have repeated over and over and over and over again. Has nothing to do with reality. But if you if someone tells you you're ugly long enough, you know, for years, you might go, well, dang, maybe I am. <laughs> you know, you, you start to believe. So when you tell yourself certain things over and over again, it doesn't have to be true, but it becomes your truth, right? So the declarations of truth, I, I'm starting a revolution. We're not doing affirmations anymore. We're declaring our truth to be what it is. That's and Go ahead. I'm sorry. I can talk about this stuff all day. I'll let no, you know. It I, is I, <laughs> no, no. I, I was going to say that's that's absolutely great. And yeah. and but I agree with you. Forgiveness is the most important aspect of it. Yeah. Because if you hold on to something, and every time that this person comes up in your mind, and you have anger and stuff, it defeats mm -hmm. the purpose of who you really are. Yeah. And so I. I had a new guy for 10 years and we didn't get along particularly well. Mm -hmm. And, um, he met my wife and they ended up having an affair and that ended our marriage. Um, and, and for a long time I was very, and we need to take a break, but I was very angry mm -hmm. that how, how could this guy who knew me yeah. before he knew her do this to me? He wasn't doing it to me. He wanted to have, her i had nothing to do with it yeah. and and the fact of the matter is 
I'm much better off now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I have forgiven them both. And it makes me happy yes. to be able to say that. And not have to deal with the how can how could I do? you know and it, it it's so it's an important aspect of of your work and uh, I really appreciate it you know you you are a lot of fun um, and you're also very bright and you're very grounded in your material and stuff and so you you, you trust me ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to this anywhere in the world she can work with you and she can take she can talk to you and she can coach you um it doesn't have to be it can be on the phone it can be via zoom and which is how we're all working these days mm -hmm. so so in any event we're talking with erica john and we need to take a quick break for our station break and we will be right back after this message don't go away because we're going to talk about her human resources career and all the other stuff that she's involved with right. when we come back we'll be right back <laughs> You are really are good. I got to tell you. Thank you. I think you're amazing. I wanted to get that in how awesome you are, but <laughs> I'll get you know, and, and that story is true. I met that I met that guy 10 years um, before and we worked together and he was he was excuse the expression a dick then. And, <laughs> and he, his ex-wife, I thought she was lovely and then the girlfriend he had, I thought she was lovely mm -hmm. and he they left him both because he turned out to be a bad guy. I even told my wife he was a bad guy, and she didn't listen to it. So now she earned what she got. Are they still together? No. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her. I'm just. <laughs> no, it's long, long gone. So, well, let's get back to talking to this, and we'll be coming right back. Okay. And welcome again to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. And I want to thank everybody for being here. I hope you're having a grand, exciting, fulfilling day. And I know I am because I get to talk to my good friend, Erica John. She's an author. She's a coach. Uh, she's a human resource director. And she does all she She loves people. She works with people. And she wants the best for people and, and is really is dedicating her life to helping other people who may feel a little down, a little out and not, not able to take care, not able to move through it themselves. Cause it's really hard to do by yourself. Um, most people can't. Uh, so you need a coach. Yeah. Uh, I know a guy that he's, he's, uh, he's a seven figure financial analyst yeah. and he's got a financial analyst coach. Yeah. And I asked him why, and he said, because I don't know everything. That's right. I got blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so so welcome back to the show, Erica. It's great to have you here. Thank you. You know, when you talk about my, my HR career, um, what I learned early on is <clears throat> when you have employees with behavioral issues, uh, attendance, performance, and those are typically the three areas or categories where employees will have issues, uh, attendance, behavior, and performance. When I would go talk to the employee to find out what, what's going on here, there was always some disconnect, some negative belief, some baggage, you know, that they're holding on to from the past. And so if I can help them to 
eliminate that, they could go on to be high performers. Now, everyone, you know, not everyone is a coach. I mean, there's lots of people who say they're coaches, but, you know, but, <laughs> you know, the coaching aspect of it really helped me with with my job and really connecting with leaders, connecting with employees, helping them to become better performers, uh, and then taking that to the next level and creating team building trainings that pull the team together, made them more cohesive, made them high performers. Um, so this coaching skill, talent, uh, gift has, has really served me well in my HR career. And I'm willing to bet that along with those things, you're maybe just a little bit intuitive too. Uh, <laughs> because what, what it takes to be a, a great coach, well, first of all, for those of you that are listening, I have to tell you, um, coaches are a little bit like a box of chocolates. Mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to get. And so you need to do your due diligence. There, there still are programs out there where you can go do a, a weekend retreat and end up with a coaching certificate. But that doesn't mean that you have the life experience, you have the background to be the educationally and also experientially mm -hmm. to be able to put it together and do it. Mm -hmm. um, being a, being a HR director is a huge advantage because you, you get to see people at their best, the employee of the month and at their worst, the, uh, uh, the employee that they can't seem to make it to work on time. Mm -hmm. And you know, this, now this is really interesting too. Um, and, and I have a couple of stories. So here, when I could, as an HR professional, I could do my investigation, make a recommendation for uh, some type of disciplinary action, whether it's a written warning or a termination, or because I care and I really want to see people succeed, I take the time to have those conversations, to go deeper, and, and what will happen is, depending on how coachable you are, you can see me as a breath of fresh air and thank you so much. I, I had no idea and, and I feel lighter. I feel better. I'm ready to go be that high performing employee or I hate her. <laughs> she, she is terrible, <laughs> you know, because they're, because they're not willing to move forward and stay stuck. And so I have to stay anchored here and stuck in anything that tries to help pull me out of it. It's bad. Well, it's, it's like, I hate her. She tells me the truth all the time. It drives me crazy. Yes. Or, or you're so delusional about what you're believing, you know, and a lot of it is again, how you were raised past baggage. And, and like, I've talked to employees before and they go, well, the managers are the enemy. And I'm like, well, that is not smart thinking. You know, if you got to work with this, this person more in the day than you hang out with your family in the evenings, then it is not a good idea to make the manager an enemy, you know? And so let's talk about that. Let's, let's, let's unpack that. Why do you say that? What did they do? You know, and, and really clean that up. And so you can see how that thinking can take you down a road that you don't want to go that that is not going to end in a happy place you know what i love about hr directors is is that they can not only are they 
in working with the human resources, which is in their title, but they can also become a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a human resources director that uh, uh, his name was uh, Tom Shepard. And just out of the blue one day, he said, you know, I've been thinking about this and I've, I've decided that the grass isn't greener where you on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. The grass is greenest where you water it. So mm-hmm. decide what you're going to water and then do it. Yeah. You know, and that that was gosh, that was <laughs> some of you folks were not alive when he said that in 1980. <laughs> so if you're if you're under 40, let's say if you're under 43, um <laughs> you weren't alive when he said that to me. Cuz well, it was but it's important and that's that's what a human resource director, a good one like you are, yeah. can really um can imp and you can impact the company in a in a because you can at the same time if the if the employee's got a legitimate grievance against a manager you can pull that manager aside and say this is what i heard and i don't think that that's appropriate and this is what i would suggest that you do to fix it yeah. and you can do that too yeah absolutely i i remember my first real leadership role uh, i was a hr manager and and it was a very difficult situation that I was walking into. Um, but one of the employees pulled me to the side and they, and I can't, I don't know the exact words that she told me, but what I heard was I was not a good leader. And 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 it stung a, a little bit, but I went and got help. I worked on it. And the first thing I realized is that I didn't have a vision for for what I am or who I am as a leader. What does that look like? And so I worked on that very hard. And and I went back to her after a couple of months and I said, hey, how am I doing? And she was shocked, but I really wanted to know because my intention was to get better. And so fast forward to today, one of the things that I say I do is teach leaders how to be leaders, how to, yeah. There is um, becoming a good leader, in my opinion, and to tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. I think it's an art form that is not taught anywhere mm-hmm. um, very well, mm-hmm. and that it is in, it's, but it's, it's crucial mm-hmm. if you're going to be a, a new leader. Because what a lot of companies do, when I was in the food service industry, um, we and we wanted to promote somebody to be a district sales manager, mm-hmm. uh, they would look. Uh, in, at the at the seven, seven or ten guys that, or gals that were in the the sales group, and they'd go, "Who's the best salesperson that we have here?" Oh, that's Johnny. I think he would make a great manager because he's a great salesman. Mm-hmm. Hardly ever worked out. Mm-mm. No, because just because you're good at your job, which is great, doesn't mean that you're going to be a great leader. And 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 man, and here's what's interesting, kind of in line in alignment what we've been talking about. When those when when those challenges happen and they're really happening for our good, even though we can't see it just yet, when you go into leadership, you're gonna have employees, situations, circumstances that trigger you. And and what they're doing is they're pointing out um here's an area of weakness that hence the trigger fix that you know work on that heal that get some advice whatever the the case may be and then it just makes you a stronger 
leader and that's why it's showing up and sometimes we just get so upset i just want to fire i've had leaders call me and say what do i need to do to fire this person <laughs> like there's a whole process uh leader you know but also let's check in why is this showing up for you and so for for those who are open to exploring that their growth is exponential because if you stay in a place of blame, I just need to get rid of this thing that's making me upset and I need to get rid of this thing that is just crazy. Yes, get rid of them, handle them, but also tune in to why does it trigger you so much? Because it's there to help you grow. Just like the example that I told you about when I was in the deep depression, why yeah. was it there? It was there to help me grow into that next, that best version of myself. So that's what leadership will and can do for you. I firmly believe that a great leader does not act like a great leader. <laughs> he, he acts like somebody that is vested in every individual in their chain of command, if you will, yeah. in their success. Yeah. If you believe that they, if you do everything within your power to help them be successful, yeah. You cannot help but be successful. That's right. When they win, you win. And when they lose, you can lose really big. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and and this is interesting too. I I find that a lot of leaders don't do well with conflict. And you know, and and, and I get it. I you know, it, it's like firemen walk, they walk to the fire where most people are running away. When right. there's an employee relations issue, there's an uh, someone acting out. I'm I'm running to it, right? Because I I really genuinely know I could help you, um, and so a lot of leaders lean on me and to help them to get through those challenging, those difficult uh, conversations and and dealing with bad behavior or, you know, whatever the the case may be, and so I'm happy to help them. But sometimes I think I may, when I jump in so deep to help, that it it could be crippling them, right, on on some levels. So I've learned to kind of pull back and just coach and guide instead of and and help them to see why this person may be acting the way they're acting, some tools and things that they can use, and then helping them to get to a better place so that they can go in and help. Um, help the employee and deal with the issue i'm just curious do, do 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 leaders come to you and say well i suppose i could sit down and ask them but i don't want to do that does that does that yes yeah because my first question is always well did you talk to him well no i i, I wanted to talk to you first uh well then how are we, how are we going to fix this issue if you don't talk to them they might be surprised at the information that they get. And some of it, like when you were a young HR person and that young lady said, you're not a very good leader. Um, you rather than take it personally and say, oh, really? Well, you know what? I'm going to fire you, <laughs> and, uh, you know, or I'm going to put you out in the pasture. And you took it to heart and you and you work to make the necessary changes uh, the same thing happened to me i was uh, the general manager of a new restaurant i had a complete um, management staff and and we didn't seem to be meshing and getting along and so i 
sat them all down. There were four of them. Mm -hmm. And I sat them all down and said, we seem to have a problem here that isn't good for the restaurant, isn't good for the employees, isn't good for me or you. So I need you to tell me from your heart what's going on with you and why, what, or what am I not doing that you need me to do to make this a, um, um, a better situation for everybody. And (laughs) I kind of wish I hadn't said that because it was like, and then, and not to mention, and then, and it's like, but I took it like it was intended, which is, look, we're going to have to work together. So we we need to uh, make it as, as good as we can. And so I made the changes and it turned into one of the tightest management teams I've ever had. Fantastic. But you got to be willing to accept criticism. And I'm the manager. I shouldn't have to accept any criticism. Yes. That that doesn't work. Not in today's environment. And you know, the environment's changed. The employees are not putting up with what they used to. Mm-mm. No. You know what? This is, I, I found this to be really interesting. Um, when I, sometimes I'll go to different meetings or different departmental meetings and and facilitate a training, um, you know, I, whether it's team building or uh, time management, you know, things that help leaders to be better leaders. There have been times when the VP or, or a director, just a higher level besides the managers and the supervisors would be kind of sitting in the back with their legs propped, you know, reading something as if to say, I don't need this. I already have it together. You guys need to go <laughs> and learn it. And and it to me, it just sends a bad message. And then also the things that we're talking about, everybody can use it. And even if, if you figure you have it all, listen, because repetition is the second law of learning, right? So you may catch something, you may miss something. And so it just seems like that that whole air of I have it all together. You guys are the ones who who need to get it together versus being able to take the feedback, you know, and 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 take lessons and and do better and be better. That gentleman was a short sighted individual because he's going to depend upon those people's growth to make his job easier over time. Mm, he's gone, but that's me. <laughs> Well, did he leave the company or is he like gone, gone? <laughs> He's no longer with the company. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, cute. For a minute, I thought it doesn't matter. Uh, no, I, and I thought you were asking, did he leave voluntarily or was he, did he leave uh, involuntarily? At that point, it doesn't matter. He left and, 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 and I'm sure there was, uh, do you remember the Wizard, Wizard of Oz? Yeah, when they were when they were looking at uh, the ding dong, the witch is dead, the witch is dead, and they were singing and dancing that song. I bet you they were looking. I, he's gone, and he's we're happy that he's gone. I guarantee you, they did. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're talking with uh, Erica John. She is a dynamic uh, HR um, um, manager. She's also an author. She's takes all of that and puts it into her coaching so that she can help you get unstuck in life, which is what I think, at least in my world, uh, Erica, is becoming the number one issue is you have to learn 
how to negotiate through life so that you can live your best life, mm -hmm. not only for you, but it radiates out to all the people that you know, your family, your friends. When you are living your best life and you've got high energy and high vibration and you're, mm -hmm. and you're happy, it, it affects everybody around you. Do you find that to be true? I do. It's, you, you become, well, I was going to say you become infectious, yes. <laughs> you know? but even may if, not be a good word to use these days, but it's, it's true. <laughs> but even when, even when you're negative, you know, it's like, ew, people feel it. We, there is a, a vibe, you know, there's a vibration that, that we give off. And, and, and so I think we call it vibe for short, right? But yep. if you are uh, living your best life, it, it is infectious. And, and I'm thinking about a poem by Marianne Williamson, and, um, and it's going to elude me now, but it, it, our deepest fear, and then it goes something like our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. And, and there's that last line in the sentence, in the, in the poem that says, um, when you let your light shine, you unconsciously give permission to others for them to let their light shine. And then, and it goes on to say, your presence will automatically make an impact, right? So you don't even have to do anything or say anything, but when you're letting your light shine, when you're living your best life, you just show up and people want to be better. And, and I love that poem and, and I aspire to that. And when you enter a room and people go, I want to have what she's having. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because everybody will you know the, the sad thing is and we're gonna have to wrap this up but the sad thing is and then i'm, I'm gonna give you i know that time flies and but then i'm gonna give you a, a moment to to tell our audience anything you'd like them to know but the the sad thing is that we don't recognize it and a lot of us just uh stay stuck so don't get stuck don't be stuck uh, go talk to um erica Erica John, go to erica-john.com. You can get all the information you need there. And I'm going to give you a moment to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Okay. Um, and, you know, while you were talking, this came to my heart, to my mind. So I just wanted to share it. Uh, you know, we talked about forgiveness. And, and I remember finding this amazing uh, forgiveness process. And, and I just thought, I want it all out of me. Anything negative, you know, talk about letting your light shine, right? If you're mired in negativity, there's there's no light. And I wanted to just get any negativity, anything that could potentially hold me back. And and it just was a super powerful process. And and I have a process that's just as powerful, very similar uh, in the book as well. So again, I want to encourage everyone to check out the book, The Secret to Getting Unstuck, a guide to forming five habits that will transform your life and make you unrecognizable. And then The Secret to Getting Unstuck journal, meditation, and declarations of truth will be out by, by March 15th. 
that's happening uh, by March 15th. <laughs> and you know what? I turned my phone off, but it's this Apple computer that. Uh, um, no, no worries. No worries. No. But give us the dates of when those books are coming out uh, so people can look so for them. The, the Secret to Getting Unstuck, A Guide to Forming Five Habits That Will Transform Your Life and Make You Unrecognizable is out now. It's on Audible, uh, Amazon, Kindle, all of those things. And then the others will be out on Audible, Kindle, and the meditation will be out um, March by March 15th. March 15th, 2024, a date to look forward to. Yes. And then I have a special gift for your audience. The first five members, and, and, and I only have the capacity to take on five, five more clients uh, with my day job in HR, being a realtor, life coach, it's, it's a lot. But I wanted to <laughs> be able to give your audience uh, a gift. So the first five people who email me at Erica at erica-john.com and that's erica with the k e-r-i-k-a and john j-o-n uh the first five to email me and and say that they're interested in this uh gift i'm going to gift them uh all of the books and the meditation oh wow and i'm going to give them three uh, free coaching sessions to help them get unstuck in whatever area of their life uh, they're are most stuck in. And I just wanted to give that as a gift to your audience because you're so awesome and amazing. And I appreciate you allowing me to be on your show today. Good Lord. That, by the way, has got significant value to it. it so thank you so much for offering that. I'm going to put in a, um, a caveat here. Yeah. And that's because this is going to go to, this is going to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And it's also going to the Brushwood Media Network. Let's say uh, in order to act on this, you need to email her prior to June 1st, 2024. Okay. Um, and then that way, um, you, <laughs> somebody's not going to come back in, in, in 2039 and say, you know, I heard you on a positive talk radio thing. And, and, uh, and and stuff so let's let's make it if you if you want this it's it, this is an incredible deal it's it's got it it's got to be worth three four five hundred dollars so if you want to do that act on it and if you're the right person who needs to hear this information act on it now and um, i will personally autograph the book i have my pen right here <laughs> <laughs> Erica John, you are a wonderful human being, and uh, will you come back and see me again? Absolutely. It will be my pleasure. Well, you are just special. So I want to thank everybody for being here, and, and if you wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.